I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. So what do all things pre-loved Bombay closet cleanse the local thrift the vintage have in common yeah also add paradigm thrift to it what do they have in common well the last word actually had a clue yes they're all thrift stores and they're all thrift stores in India which is a bit of a growing trend now is it a fad or is it part of a growing trend that's what we're going to explore in this week's episode this Thursday's episode of Smarter with yep this week's episode I'm trying to explore the concept of thrifting and whether it will take off in India and what do I feel as a guy who's been called to comment on all things digital and all things future will they survive online or will it be like an offline boutique thing will it be like a mass uh, sort of uh, adoption of thrifting and I wanted to cover all the angles in it and figure out where we uh, are at the end of covering those angles the first angle that I want to cover is well thrifting is it working across the globe you know, the biggest uh, city for thrifting globally is Atlanta. It has a huge amount of thrift stores. And uh, thrifting is very, very common in the UK where I'm residing currently. It is a wonderful uh, occasion for us to actually, uh, you know, look at these pre-loved clothes. That's what they call it. It's very environmentally conscious because you're not uh, adding to any sort of uh, environmental pollution by buying clothes that have already been bought and loved or used or owned before. And you're also buying them uh, quite at, at cheaply, you know, at, at inexpensive rates, if I may have to be very polite about it. And what you are also doing is that you are contributing to charity because a lot of these things are not for profit, but for charity. And you're also looking at thrifting as a means of signaling to society that you are, you know, kind of with it, woke and with with the trends. So there are many positives for going for thrifting clothes, uh, inexpensive, you know, acceptable by society where I am in where I am that is in the UK and the US certainly and a lot of the world but will it succeed in India as it has in the western world right I mean that is the question at hand I mean the business model for most of these stores is quite similar right I mean people donate their used clothes to charity the charity shop puts them up online or in physical stores. People go browse, purchase those stores, bought clothes, and then go home happy. I think there is a variant as well, which is coming up, which is this um, high-end brand, which is LK Bennett in uh, the, the UK, which is experimenting with people borrowing clothes. So if I kind of take up a subscription model, I'll actually pay whatever, £75 per month to get as many clothes as I want, use them and keep them for a period of three months, maybe. Now, this is not thrift, by the way. This is this is a different business model, but I thought it would be interesting to share over here. So you kind of use it and then return it and then take another one. And so you can always be turned out in really fabulous clothes, which are obviously kind of pre-rented or pre, yeah, pre-rented, I would say, not pre-owned. 
but used certainly. And you're kind of doing your own thing. You're returning it. If you really like it, then you can buy it off on a discount and stuff like that. That is a good different business model. But most of the business models are of the earlier option that I just mentioned. So when I was exploring whether this will work in India or not, I decided to kind of do a little bit of a dipstick research. You know what dipstick research means? You ask a couple of people that you know, eh, belonging to a certain segment or two, and ask them in a qualitative, researchy way what they feel about the whole situation. Because I am certainly not somebody who is going to have all the opinions and would even know all the opinions around thrifting uh, when it comes to India. So I started asking questions and I asked people whether this would catch on. So the person, the first person I'd asked was somebody who was in an older age cohort. Okay. And uh, what she said was essentially that, well, I don't know. I don't know. India is essentially a very hot country. And it's quite likely that you know, uh, the clothes get messed up and I don't know where the clothes have been and it's very difficult for me to actually, um, you know, buy clothes that have been used by somebody else. And I kind of recognize that, yeah, but so what? Yeah, if it's a hot country, I mean, you can get clothes which are, you know, kind of good and buy them and clean them up and wear them. And then I realized that it is more than that. It is probably a little more societally driven as well because maybe she didn't want to be seen in something that had been previously used by somebody and just accidentally kind of bump into them, right? Now, I don't know whether that makes us very uh, conscious of the kind of clothes that we wear. Um, But certainly, obviously, being of an older age cohort, it also meant that she was not particularly enamored by the cheapness of it. Maybe the cheapness was a turnoff. It was also not something that, you know, she valued signaling to society in that sense that, hey, I'm part of this environmental movement and and the rest of it. And that was pretty interesting to observe. Then, of course, I asked a couple of youngsters in the younger age cohort, I would say late teens, early 20s, etc. And what I noticed over there was a completely different perspective, a completely different attitude. I'm not saying something is good or something is bad. Remember, I'm looking at it as an observational scientist sort of perspective. Uh, What uh, these guys said was, okay, you know, um, A, it is going to be cheap. Okay. B, it is going to certainly help the environment. C, it is going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to like buying more and more clothes because I'm into experimentation and stuff like that. And I think my friends will also think it's very cool. The only thing which the younger cohort also said was, I don't know whether it being cheap is so much of an issue because in India, you can get really good clothes at not so expensive rates. Now, this is really quite in contrast with, let's say, the UK or the US, wherein there's a big, big difference in branded, never used clothes and loved clothes. And um, I think this might be a bit of a deterrent for the younger generation as well. But I think that the younger generation certainly was more welcoming towards, you know, thrift stores than the older generation. And that provided a very important point for me to consider. The observational pointer essentially was the fact that 
we are going to be besieged by the millennials and the Gen Zers as the primary shoppers in the years to come. And the changing set of values that we see in both of these generations as compared to older generations is remarkable. I mean, people are certainly very practical in Gen Z. They're, uh, you know, want the value for money, but they're also connecting to higher purposes going beyond selfish brands, as they would call it. And therefore, I do see this as a bit of a growing trend. There's a beautiful Zen saying, which says, every hundred years, all new people. So every single time we feel that, oh, no, India nahi batlega, you know, India is not going to change. And uh, things are going to be done in a particular way. All we have to do is to take a look at the change around us and see how generations are being replaced by newer generations. They might be having a different set of values and thrifting or previously loved clothes might very well be one such important trend. Now, how does that actually sound? Does that sound ominous to the likes of clothing brands or Amazon or whatever it may be? Of course it is. Of course it is a direct impact on their bottom line if this becomes a trend. But what I've noticed amongst new age digital companies is that normally they tend to embrace these trends and try to be part of that movement rather than stay away from it. So a smart brand would be looking at this movement very closely, look at the L.K. Bennett example that I gave from the U.K. very closely and do something about it. Do something about it. Yeah. Well, I hope you like this particular episode of Smarter with Sid. Many more to come from, from where this came from. LinkedIn, well, look out for a poll, which I'd like you to answer on Instagram. I'm the traveling professor creating cringe and non-cringe content every uh, now and then. And if you like podcasts like these, please go to please go to ivmpodcast.com or just just go download their app. There's some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff out there and from a variety of creators themselves. And as for me, I'm the Traveling Professor on LinkedIn and on Instagram and do follow Smarter with Sid.